Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to the 23rd of December 2021 Hong Kong Stories podcast. I'm Jung Yoon Han. Today's stories will remind you of times when you've been surrounded by a barrage of sounds, sights, and smells in unfamiliar places. As we enter into a time of reflection of the last week of 2021, we'll be listening to a story from Gary, who does exactly that during his time abroad. After Gary, we will listen to Vineeth about his adventures in a foreign land. Before we get to today's stories, though, a seasonal hug goes out to our loyal Hong Kong listeners. We hear you, Hong Kong. We're listening. Thanks go out to our overseas listeners as well. This week in particular to listeners in Woodland, Singapore, Bloomington, Indiana in the USA, and Frankfurt am Main in Germany. Thanks for letting our stories into your ears. Our January show is coming up. Our storytellers will take to the stage at the Fringe Club to tell you their stories on the theme reveal. And there may just be a few secrets revealed as well. We have great storytellers lined up for our show. You can buy tickets in the first week of January 2022. Info on where to get tickets or how to get involved in the process as a storyteller or an audience member can be found on the website hongkongstories.com. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than drama. It's better than comedy. It's real life. Now with a story from our September 2021 show that had the theme, same, same, but different. Here's Gary. About 20 years ago, I had a number of trips to an underdeveloped cities. There was some improving story saying that men disappear after getting into public toilets. They were found lying in the street with the wound at the back. Their kidney were removed by force. I've been kidnapped to a known clinic. It was because the live kidney transplants was so demanding. The kidney could be sold at high price. Anyway, I personally did not buy that story. <laughs> One day, I traveled to that city for a meeting. And afterwards, I took our company car back to the port around 5 p.m. I took a stroll and walked to the nearby uh, bookstore. It was a few blocks away. The area, the area was quite quiet. There, only, there were only a few passersby. An old man walking in front of me suddenly dropped from his back a big roll of money. Out of my immediate reaction, I walked forward to let him know the case. It seems he did not hear me. He hurried away. I could not find him over the street corner. When I looked back, there was a short guy in the early 30s with a strong bill, picked up that robe and told me, shh, don't find that man. Let's go away quickly and share the money. 
He then tried to drag me into the taxi. I was hesitant to follow him. There were two voices over my head. The first voice said, You are lucky today to have fortune. And another voice said, Would that old man need the money to pay the medical bill? It's immoral to do so. Despite conflicting thoughts, I followed the guy into the taxi. Inside the taxi, I was so nervous, my heart kept bounding so fast. And the short guy said, Relax, we are lucky today. Let's drive to a quiet area and share the money. I looked at the taxi driver, who is a tall and muscular guy. He stared at me with a strange smile and kept driving. And that short guy continued to say, from your accent, you are not a local. I prefer to have more foreign currency as uh, it has a higher exchange value in the black market. How much foreign currency do you have? You can keep more local currency. Okay. I took out my wallet and tried to count it. A short guy grabbed my purse, wallet, and said, let me count for you. I feel suspicious of his strong action. <laughs> something wrong. My instinct told me something wrong. <laughs> so, what should I do? Something wrong. I was curious. I was curious. Anything happening? It seems, when I look at the band roll, there are band notes at the top and bottom. Are band notes in between all white paper? Wow, this was the scam. I realized that the old man, taxi driver, and short guy were the gang. I was angry to be trapped. And later, my brain fled a fight and fought. Are they going to rob me? Are they going to kidnap me and call my family for money? Are they going to remove my kidney? I was trembling and panicking. What would happen? I struggled over my mind. What should I do to escape the danger? Should I fight with them? And we were two strong guys. I, I didn't think I can subdue them. Should I jump out of taxi? I would be serious hurt and maybe hit by the coming car. 
what should I do? I was so terrified. What should I do? Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck off! Hand off my wallet! I pretend to be very angry, try to scare him away. <laughs> the short guy reacts shortly and lean back. I shout to the driver, Stop the car! The taxi driver stole it. At this critical moment, I find some pedestrian over the streets. I scream at them, Help! Help! Call the police for me! Robbery! And the people came around to the taxi to see what happened. I took the chance to jump off from the taxi and run away. When I turned around, the two cars keep chasing me. I keep running for life as far as possible. After a few blocks away, I run out of breath. They came close to me, trying to catch me. I saw police cop there. Policeman, help! That two guy left with desperate look. I returned to Hong Kong with big relief. I never forget such a bad day. Thank you. We're glad Gary made through his terrible ordeal and with both kidneys. If his story makes you think of something that has happened to you before, get yourself to one of our free workshops. You can find them on Meetup or through the links on the website hongkongstories.com. Now with another story of travel and adventure, first published in January 2020, here's Vineeth. So uh, about two years ago, I was going through this really rough phase in my life. And I was looking for things to keep myself engaged and distracted. So I went ahead and made a list of all the things that I always wanted to do, but either didn't have the time or the guts to do Now, I'm an introverted person, and uh, I have a very small group of really close friends. And as much as I love traveling with them, I always fancied going on a solo trip and enjoy the place in the company of my own solitude. So I decide to go on my first ever solo trip. And I choose Manila in Philippines. It's just a short flight from Hong Kong, and I've never been there before. And of course, the flights were cheap. So I arrive in Manila uh, on a short five-day trip with no itinerary planned and just my backpack. By day four, I had already done most of the things that I fancied from the trip advisor's list of top 10 things to do when in Manila. It has been a pretty unremarkable trip so far. So by, on day five, uh, I find myself wandering across the streets of Quezon City aimlessly. And it must be around 5 p.m. The sun is down. It's lovely to just walk around. And I come across this uh, ghetto by the side of the road. And it's separated from the road by a fence on one side. 
and another fence on the other side, but made of metal sheets, so I cannot really see what's on the other side. I'm guessing probably a construction site. I see a bunch of kids playing basketball in what looked like a makeshift hoop made of a cycle tire and some fishing nets. I also see some really old men tending to their grandkids, pushing them around in what looked like a shopping cart smuggled from a nearby shopping mall. I also see some really, really young kids who are too young to play with the main bunch, so they are pushed on what looked like an abandoned jeepney. Now, if you have ever been to Philippines, you would instantly recognize what a jeepney is. It's sort of like an elongated jeep, and it's like the most common mode of transport in Philippines. You will find it everywhere. And the kids on the jeepney, they were cheering on the other bunch, hoping that one day they could also get their chance to play with them. Suddenly, I realized that the kids have noticed this stranger looking at them for quite some time now. And to my surprise, they all were waving at me and asking me to join them. Some of them even ran towards me and insisted that I join them. I was surprised because as a kid myself, I remember playing gully cricket on the streets. And whenever an adult wanted to join in, we used to hate it because usually they would turn out to be a killjoy. Also, I had heard stories of how tourists are tricked by Good Samaritans and how usually those stories don't end up very well. But then I look around. These are just a bunch of harmless kids, not even probably up to my hips. And then there are these old men, not really of any harm to me. And then I look at myself. The most expensive thing I have on myself is my smartphone. So I do a quick mental risk assessment and then decide to check it all together and join in. The kids show me a small hole on the fence, big enough for me to sneak in. Soon we are all playing basketball and I am having the time of my life. The kids even teach me some Tagalog to say some basic basketball jargon like shoot and pass. So I guess I'm also having a little bit of a cultural exchange here. Soon I realize that the sun has almost set and it's getting dark and I should head my way back to the hostel. And I say uh, goodbye to the kids and I'm about to leave, but the kids don't want me to leave. And I could really see that they're sad that I'm leaving. And that's when I realized that one of the kids just asked me, hey, do you want some water? Apparently, I'm visibly exhausted from a game of basketball by a kid's half my age and being trumped left, right, and center at it. But to my defense, the last time I played basketball was in my high school, and I've been wandering around for four days in a, in a strange place, so I have my excuses, please. Before I could even politely refuse the kid, he just runs back on the other side of the metal sheets and emerge with a bottle of water. And he offers it with genuine kindness. Well, but the bottle looked like it has been in use ever since the boy was born. <laughs> and uh, of course, the stories of how you get tricked and drugged and all that. But I could really not refuse the kid and, and especially after all the hospitality that they had shown me, I, I really couldn't refuse. And I decide to go with my heart and I take a sip of water from the bottle. And that was the sweetest water I had ever tasted. 
mixed with genuine love and kindness and also a sense of adventure. Now it's almost time to go and uh, I really wanted to give something back to the kids. So I look around and thankfully I find a gas station around the corner and there is a shop inside it. So I asked the kids, guys, can I buy you an ice cream? And that's when all the kids all at once look at this other kid who looks to be their leader. And uh, he looks at me and says firmly, no, you are a student. You shouldn't be wasting your money. Now, I'm guessing he probably figured it out from an earlier conversation where I told him uh, that I was staying in a backpacker's hostel in Makati. So the kids heard hostel and probably came to the conclusion that I'm a student. Well, by this time, my heart was already melting and, and I couldn't take it anymore. I somehow convinced the kids that it's okay, no big deal, I can get them an ice cream. And the leader relented, so we slowly make our way to the gas station. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm rewinding everything that has happened so far. It's been all so surreal. I didn't expect this to happen. Now we are in the shop, and I go in, I look at the shopkeeper, and I declare, one ice cream for all, feeling very happy and also very generous about myself. And that's when the shopkeeper looks at me with this very confused expression on his face. And he says, are you sure, sir? Now, why would he say that? I take a look back. And that's when I realize there's a whole bunch of new kids that I hadn't seen before. Even toddlers accompanied by their moms waiting patiently for their ice cream. Yeah, the word spreads quite fast here. But then I figured a haagen in Hong Kong could easily buy an ice cream for all the kids here. So I didn't really think twice, and I got an ice cream for everyone. You know, this is uh, something I, I realized, that sometimes you find kindness and belonging in the most unexpected places. What has been a very unremarkable, forgettable trip so far has suddenly turned into my most cherished travel memory. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's stories, brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. The music for this podcast was written and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. Everyone has a story to tell.